Hello, 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 and welcome to another episode of The Dungeon Boys. This is our first campaign, Stardust Echoes. This podcast is recommended for mature audiences only because of the language that we choose to use. Fuck, fuckity, fuck, fuckity. Example A, thank you, Grant. (laughs) (laughs) Stardust Echoes is a science fiction, high fantasy homebrew campaign, normally featuring six players. However, today... It will feature seven. We have the highest of honors to include our first guest star in the Stardust Echoes universe, Tanner from Foes and Fables. Yes, hi, uh, my name is Tanner Azanero. I am the host and uh, typical dungeon master of Foes and Fables. Uh, really excited to be here, really honored to be the first guest star. I love the Dungeon Boys, and I can't wait to get started uh, uh, rolling some dice and uh, cracking some skulls. Cracking some skulls. Cracking skulls. Yeah. <laughs> he doesn't know anything. All I said was, hey, you want to come kill them? And TPK is going to happen. So. What? <laughs> <laughs> oh, and I love swinging a big axe. Let's go. We love that. <laughs> Just kidding. Tanner's been, Tanner's been more than amazing learning this, the, the lore of the Adile system. We'll go ahead and have the boys introduce themselves. Uh, hi, my name is Arland. I play the winged tiefling warlock. And his name is Valen. I almost forgot his name again. Fuck. Every, Every time. Like episode time. one. I don't know if there's ever been a time where I haven't basically forgotten what I play or do. Or it says Weefing Warlock. Or I, that was once, yes. <laughs> that was once. Weefling. That was like seven times in one session, but. <laughs> yeah. said it. it was the first time. Give him a break. Oh, yeah. I was nervous. I was like, people are watching. Oh, uh, Wing Tweefling. Wing Tweefling. Hey everyone, I'm Anthony. I play Grayson Cato, the half-elf ranger on the uh, Dungeon Boys first campaign, Stardust Echoes. Hi guys, I'm Ellie, and I play Pants, the <laughs> Artificer Cobalt on Stardust Echoes. I felt like I had to say more. <laughs> hey everyone, it's your boy Grant, and I play your golden dragonborn barbarian, Kathal Tarash. Uh, very happy to have Tanner join with us, and I'm excited to get playing today, and thanks for listening. What's up, everyone? I'm Lindsay, and I play Six, the Tabaxi Rogue on Stardust Echoes, and thanks for hanging with us, Tanner. I didn't know how to end that. <laughs> I'm lost without prompts. Sorry, Dylan. <laughs> You're good. <laughs> Hello, I'm Dylan. I'm playing Temple, the Warforged Monk, uh, in our first campaign, Stardust Echoes, and we're all very happy to have Tanner here to try to, I guess, kill us? No. Who knows? Maybe I'll kiss you. I'd like a kiss. Ooh, yeah. Some, someone's getting kissed <laughs> this session. Don't Smooches. threaten us with a good time. And I am Justine, your dungeon master and the writer of this homebrew campaign. And without further ado, the Dungeon Boys proudly present Episode 12 of Stardust Echoes.
Last episode, the crew of the Ripple had split in two. Six Temple and Pants had stayed upon the shore for Pants to make adjustments to Temple's warforged body, while also experimenting with the strange new mushrooms of this planet. With the goals to relax and connect, they ended up having quite the trip instead. While Grayson, Valen, and Torash swam to the seaside caves in search for the mysterious tracker of the Harper's Guild cannon. Upon entering the cave system, they found many deep pockets of seawater, which created a sort of drainage system so the innermost part of the cave could remain dry. They also found the claw marks of a young dragon. Eventually, luck would have them experience an encounter with ghosts for the first time. Fighting with Triton, light sword, and rifle, a ghost savagely took possession of Torash's already exhausted body. And as the crew were about to face off with each other, a loud dragon roar echoed throughout the chamber, making the ghost drop Torash's possession and quickly disappear in fright. Valen encouraged the team to move forward, and they ended up finding a cryosleep escape pod chamber deep within the cave. One beam of sunlight peeked through a crack in the cave ceiling, illuminating the face of a young human trapped inside. With narrow eyes of caution, Grayson recognized the symbol upon the human's armor and moved forward to unlock the cryopod. As he did, piercing gray eyes opened. So as the cryopod chamber opens, you know, you just kind of hear steam kind of expel from it and the whatever the coolant was that was kind of keeping it ice sort of starts to form over the exterior and the eyes open from within what you see in front of you is a half elf standing rather close eyes narrowed looking at your armor and your shield you see a pale red tiefling with his hand close to a blaster on his hip, wings kind of splayed out, and you see a very large, powerful, scarred golden dragonborn. What do you do? So I think I, I take my hand and kind of push on the door uh, and kind of crack the ice around uh, the, the, the frozen aspects of the inside of the chamber, kind of crack the ice around um, breaking through the door and i think i lead with my with my mace uh kind of sticking out um from the chamber and i just say get back get back state your business could we get a physical description of what these guys see as you exit absolutely so uh you guys see a human with uh long light brown hair uh that parts down the center and sits just above his shoulders um it's pretty wavy and 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 messy. Um, he's got kind of chunks of the like frozen like cryo ice uh, kind of melting off of him or breaking off of him kind of as he pushes through this door. Um, his face is clean shaven uh, and emphasizes kind of a bit of a boyish appearance, but he looks to be about in his mid twenties or so. Uh, he wears clunky armor that's very bulky and boxy, uh, kind of like Buzz Lightyear a little bit, um, but it seems kind of out of date. Uh, it's chrome 
And uh, uh, functionally speaking, it, it just seems like it doesn't keep up to date with a lot of the newer armors that you would see um, in the spaces between the armor plates. There's kind of a light blue glow uh, that emanates. Um, he's got a chrome shield that he carries with a symbol of a blue portal in the center. And the symbol kind of it looks more like an image of an actual portal. Um, almost as if there is one trapped inside of the shield uh, and in the center of his armor, kind of Iron Man-esque, is that same image of what looks to be an actual portal uh, in the center of his chest. Um, uh, and uh, yeah, that's what you see as, uh, as I push my way out of this chamber. Easy there, friend. Easy there. I, I do that thing where I put my hand up like the, the Chris Pratt. Oh God! <laughs> <laughs> but except I have one, and then I have uh, my uh, my right hand on my blaster at the ready. Do you call him a clever girl too? <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, I'm like, whoa there, blue, whoa there. Taurus <laughs> <laughs> is just gonna grab his his sword hilt out and just kind of have it. Just, just in his hand, and just kind of being like a ready position, but not gonna. He's not gonna say anything. Torash, Valen, stand down. Let's talk this out. Who do you align with? Valen and Torash roll perception. Grayson, you already know what may or may not be revealed. Holy shit, Grant! <laughs> oh my god! <laughs> Two natural twenties. <laughs> wow! Oh my god! Two natural twenties. You all just, you all just witnessed that, correct? Yeah. Damn. This is gonna be like the first time Torash knows anything. <laughs> wow! <laughs> I'm so smart, you guys. <laughs> uh, Valen rolled 18. Even with disadvantage, with my le- one level of exhaustion, Torash rolled a natural 20, so it's a total of 21. That's fucking insane. That's, That's awesome. insane. Okay, so Torash, you had a professor at the school that you went to that specialized in certain historical battles and really liked to delve deep in details. And you notice that that symbol is something that sparks your memory. Valen, as an archeologist, a lot of the ancient finds that you have found, especially in the plains of the planet V7, had matched that symbol as well. And this symbol happens to be that of the ancient portal clerics. The portal clerics were a defensive military group, one of the most elite that could possibly exist, that their entire function was to guard the dragon riders. So whether the dragon riders were in air and the portal clerics kind of fought beneath them, making, you know, if if arrows or javelins were shot forward or even beams of lasers, they would shoot portals and redirect these items. Kind of like the game Portal, but they were a group only of about 10 that really were used heavily in a military type aspect. They grew up with the Dragon Riders. They were trained from a very young age with the Dragon Riders. Unfortunately, though, you all know that they were wiped out in the 300-year war that happened on V7. Grayson, you would know all this information, too, just because of who you are and, and your goal to become a Dragon Rider of Moss. Who do you align with? State your business and your intentions. We, we we don't align with really anybody. I mean, we, we were sent here by uh by 
General Gallowood? I mean, are you, are you familiar with him? I mean, do you- are you are you with which side do you fight for? I, I think this is a situation where we just need to take a step back and realize we want to start with we meet that we mean you no harm. What year do you think it is? I think I kind of shakily keep my my mace pointed forward. Um, you definitely would sense that I'm like shaken. Um, and I just say, uh, it's 4545. It's definitely not 4545. I'll tell you that. It is currently forty nine ninety nine. What, 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 what planet am I on? You're on Terra nineteen. Do, do, do you fight? Is what about the war with Lagratus? There's there's no war happening. What what became what became a V seven? It's it's its own world. They won their independence. <laughs> they did it. Oh God! Oh God! Okay, okay. Um, g- can I roll uh like an insider kind of history check to check kind of get my bearings a little bit? Yep, I was gonna say roll insight. Got it. I have a plus ten. That is a twenty-two. Holy Moses! God damn! <laughs> <laughs> what the fuck? Due to your training and and just you what you've been put through you can get the sense that they are telling the truth, even if it's still confusing to you. And as you kind of glance, you notice a glint off Grayson's chest and you would notice that as the um, symbol of the dragon riders. Okay. I think I kind of get uh, gather my surroundings. I, I also kind of take note of the like cryo ice uh, that I just stepped out of myself. Um, I look towards Grayson and I just say, all right, Dre, your dragon rider would be dragon rider, but close enough. You worked with them years ago, hundreds of years ago, but I, I recognize your armor. Very outdated, as you can see, uh, for the same kind of protection. Things are a little bit less clunky now. I served their side. Oh, sorry, I'm. What's your name? Ephraim. Ephraim Axion. Ephraim. I'm Grayson. This is Valen and Torash. Uh, howdy, howdy, Ephraim. Forgive my confusion. Um, moments ago, I could have sworn that I was being rocketed out of the sky in a in an escape pod. Why are you here? Why are you on Terrant 19? Why are you in cryosleep? What happened to you? Well, I, I, I think I turn and kind of look at the escape pod that I came out of um, and kind of glance around a bit in further getting my bearings. I think that's a really good point. Like as he's kind of gathering his bearings and we'll go back to you, we're going to go to the other part of the team. So we have you guys on the beach. You had last heard as six is coming down off this high and Temple has a full awareness you had heard the roar and scream of a dragon where your friends are from. And as you glance, you see the tide is pretty low at this point. So this will be six pants in temple. Hmm. Pants, could you please fix my back? I don't think I'll be able to fight a dragon like this. What's wrong with it? Well, you see, my shoulder blades are exposed and my wiring is all jumbled up. No, it's the new you. It looks great. <laughs> six, any thoughts? Hey, 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 Temple, why is your head exploding? It's like I can see inside you. Hmm. 
<laughs> you have the biggest mechanical brain I have ever seen. Well, while you're in there looking, can you see anything anything out of place? Six, I think she's still under the effects of the mushrooms. Do you look different? I, do Is I? There, I? I don't notice a difference. <laughs> The only thing different is this backplate. Six, do you think that you could help me out? Um, it should just be four screws. Four screws. <laughs> four screws. I d- did you have a backplate? <laughs> what am I doing? Is it missing? I thought it was put on upside down. Oh, I can try. Am I pink? <laughs> you are. That's not in your mind. You are, in fact, pink. I'm so beautiful. <laughs> it suits you. Thank you. So anyway, <laughs> about my back. Pant pants. Here, boy. Fidget 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 squawks and goes over and and starts to unscrew your back panels and <laughs> our back panel. Thank God. Is like it was green and it falls off. And he picks it up and brings it over to pants and pants. <laughs> Oh, Fidget, where'd you find this boy? So cool. You want to go boogie boarding or something? No, pants, please. (laughs) I need that. (laughs) (laughs) By the way, uh, I think uh, Temple wants to like grab it out and like hold it above Pants' head um, to like hand it to Six. Um, (laughs) I don't know. Would that be a contested role? Do I have to fight you for it? Oh, okay, okay. (laughs) I just take it from you just gently. Okay. Um, I... Pants, do you try to pull it back? Oh, no, no, it's no. whatever. Okay. Okay, Temple here. Sorry. I didn't realize this was yours. It's fine. That's, that's all right. Um, Pants, did you recognize the, the sound earlier? I have never encountered a beast that would make that sound. I'm worried about our friends. I know. It kind of sounded like the sound that I can kind of make, but a lot louder and a lot scarier and death-threatening. Hmm. Could you make that sound now? (laughs) I can see it. Yeah. Precious. (laughs) Precious. What about you, Six? And and Temple hands Six the back plate and and I think uh, Pants' screwdriver. (laughs) (laughs) Well, it's it doesn't sound good. I think you're right. Hey, don't take my screwdriver yet. Nice robot. <laughs> um, show me which way this is supposed to go. Well, the, the the shoulder parts go with the shoulder parts, and the hip parts go with the hip parts. Sassy robot today. Here we go. <laughs> so for it. Really need to, we need to check on our friends. That means nothing to me. Okay, wide part above, narrow part below. Great. Thank you. Here. Here, Cubis bird. Come here. <laughs> Fidget flies over. <laughs> here to help. I'll hold it. I'll hold it in place. And Fidget, you screw it in. Okay? Screw, screw, Ah, that's much better. Thank screw, you. screw, screw. Temple, did you, say, did you say our friends are in peril? Well, I mean, you heard the roar. I, I'm worried about them. Should we go? I... I warn you, I, I'm not very good at swimming. I didn't know that was real. It was real, I can confirm. Let's tally forth! And he, Pants, runs towards the direction oh he gosh. thinks he's supposed to run. Hey, Pants. Which could be anywhere. Pants, <laughs> you, gotta, you gotta turn around, Pants. It's the wrong way. <laughs> Bye forever. Why don't you come back here and hold my hand? 
Oh. Oh, really? Yeah. Okay. Just so you don't die. Just, just low-key. Don't die, please. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, so you guys start walking forward, and you hear, and Inferna is like, does not want to go near the water, and she's kind of pacing back and forth, this little fire hellhound puppy. Hmm. Mm. I don't want to go in the water either. Uh, Pants, what did you do to me? So I remember in the, uh, just a quick aside, you mentioned that I'm like waterproof now or something. Yeah. So the way, so Pants, Pants was fixing you. So you're a little bit more water resistant now. Water resistant. Okay. Oh, I just injected you with some, some chemicals, but it's to help you not harm you. Botox for robots. (laughs) Robo Botox. Maybe I... Hmm. It's not that I don't trust your augmentations, but I still don't like water. Maybe I stay with Inferno Jones. Pants goes behind him and pushes him into the water. (laughs) 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 Mid sentence. (laughs) (laughs) So Temple just pencil style, barely makes a ripple, just... (laughs) And then as you come up and kind of are bobbing Temple, you're like, oh, I'm okay. And you notice that it kind of slopes up to this cave. Um, and you can actually touch your feet to the ground because the tide's low enough. I have never floated before. Pants, great job. I think I could get used to Thanks. this. Thanks. And Pants <laughs> Pants starts to run off the cliff and he goes, catch me, Temple. Oh my God. <laughs> okay, Amazing. let's see if I do okay. that. <laughs> it's like, it's like dirty dancing like ready. Oh my God. Yeah, go ahead and um, <laughs> roll uh, dexterity. <laughs> All right. Will he catch Pants? Goes. It's not looking good. Oh no! Temple rolled a five. Oh no! Uh Yeah, so pants, pants, you go like this, and Temple's arms go up, and again for the second time, you just fall through someone's arms into the water. Big splash on Temple. He just to like. I I imagine that he's never floated before, so he puts his arms up, and then he sinks. (laughs) Amazing. Amazing. I'm still up here, and Inferna is kind of looking at you and fidgets. Real smart, right? Yeah. Okay. Mm. Is he smart enough to to babysit my dog, Pants? Pants. Oh, I'll just say, I'll just say, <laughs> you're too far down. <laughs> um, fidget. What? Can you please keep an eye on my beautiful baby hellhound for just a moment? Fidget's like flapping with a one. One wing and he salutes her, but kind of like, oh. and then goes back up again. Very cute. Okay. <laughs> little, little girl. <laughs> little baby precious angel dewdrop. <laughs> Mommy's got to go take a little swim for a second. Go explore some caves. You stay here with this little mechanical bird, okay? <laughs> I'll be right back. And she gives her a little kiss on the schnoz. You feel your whiskers singe. Fantastic. And then she does the most beautiful graceful swan dive into the fucking water okay i thought the tide was out it is you this part is deeper and then as you come up you right here it goes about your your calves so pants your waist got it but you can walk great so we didn't all just like jump it to our peril (laughs) it'd probably be more like (laughs) shoulders (laughs) my shoulders yeah (laughs) So you walk in, all of you, all three of you roll perception. Do I have a disadvantage because I'm still mushroomed? Um, not for that. Okay. Six rolls of 21. Temple rolled a 17. 
pants rolled an 18. All right. Hell yeah, get it. Uh, so you guys, as you enter this cave, you notice that there are sharp divot-like scratches that would be uh, that of a dragon, like one that's been pulling itself into this cave, which confirms what you had heard earlier. Pants, I think you're right. I think it's a very, very, very big you. <laughs> cool. We should proceed with caution. I've never seen a dragon before. I got dragon cards, so it's fine. We'll be good. <laughs> wow. Dragon cards? What do, what do those say? I'm curious. Well, I'm not going to pull them out until we meet the dragon. Don't need them now. Understandable. So the three of you wade in. Um, you instantly uh, see the darkness and you kind of have to adjust a little. I'd say at this point, because the sunshine is pouring in Temple, you're not completely blind. And as you walk in, you kind of notice these big hole-like things of pools. Um, you see two corpses to your left, but you also actually hear from the opposite direction. You hear the voices of your friends, but very muffled. You can't hear what they're saying. Do you guys approach the corpses or do you continue to where you hear your friends? Oh, Pants approaches the corpses. Cool. <laughs> so these are two um, elves that are starting to disintegrate, uh, leaning. But because they've been such a, in such a moist environment, they're probably not completely rotted out. And they're leaning against a chest. Pants walks up and he's like looking around them. He's like, trippy. And he tries to take a finger Okay. So you touch the corpse and its eyes open. Oh. And a ghost starts to come out like, and then it completely fades and disappears. At that point, you hear of a dragon-like growl. I just imagine Pants' house is like... A fucking serial killer with just little fingers and jars on the (laughs) shelves. Just just, just, just jars of feet. Just jars of feet. Feet and fingers. Feet, fingers, fingers and toes. Feet and veners. It's why Tarawin and him get along so well. Gross. Pants, maybe we shouldn't touch anything until we find our friends. Uh, but I really need this finger. Okay, just the one. Okay, I need snips off a finger and puts it in a jar add rotting elven finger to your inventory (laughs) this is like when ellie's out and there's plants around yep thieving little trophies just snipping little little trophies to propagate she's trying to propagate propagate an elf elf. (laughs) 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 you don't know uh six wants to take a little rope out of her satchel and ties it around her waist and then um, wants to tie it around fucking pants. <laughs> pants, you see this bright pink cat walk up to you that you know is your friend Six. He goes, hey, what you doing with that rope, Six? What you doing with hey, that? Hey, little buddy. Hey, you. You know what? I want to stay alive today, so how about um, how's about you and I, I'll just just quickly tie you and me together. Catch me if you can, just, Six! And he, like, oh, sprints towards oh. the cave entrance to where <laughs> the next room, he assumes is. Shit. Makes a run for it with his, with his finger. Six looks at Temple and says, we got a runner! <laughs> <laughs> Ten-four, good buddy. 
Breaker one nine. Breaker one nine. <laughs> Pants, you run. You run so fast, and you're high that your awareness does not realize this is a very large pool, and you just you guys hear splash. <laughs> <laughs> oh crap! Ahead of you. I forgot we were in water. Oh no. <laughs> So six in Temple, you just see Pants run around the corner and you hear of splash. Uh, yeah, I think a leash is a good idea. Yeah. Like a baby harness. Little baby baby backpack. Little baby backpack. Why do you guys want a leash? <laughs> Excitement. Well, I can float, so I'll see what I can do and um, move across the room. So you see this bigger room with a pool and this is like the last floodgate. So like when the tide gets high, this is the last place it goes in. Um, it's only about 20 feet across, so you could swim across easily. You just see Pants kind of, like, spitting water out and looking at you guys with a smile on his face. He's still very high. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I, like a bobber, I bounce in and try to be a buoy for Pants. Oh. We have to keep going. Our friends are close. Hmm. This is the way to them, too, right? Yeah. Okay. Yeah, I'll, ju- I'll get in, too. Um, so yeah, so the three of you start to swim across. We're going to switch back to the other group now. You all literally were watching as you'd asked this question to Ephraim. Kind of took a deep breath and then you all heard. And then you kind of look one way and then you hear Whoop! and splash. And you'd probably, <laughs> you wouldn't know necessarily who it was, but you'd you'd hear that splash coming from the room that you just came from. <laughs> I want you to put some credits down that that was pants. <laughs> Is that an ally of yours? Unfortunately. <laughs> Most likely. Hey. Seeing the fact that I'm uh, closest to that opening, I'll just go turn around and go to that opening and have my sword hilt in my hand and just kind of gingerly walk over there to see if it's, uh, see if it's them. Yeah, you see Temple. Bloop, 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 bloop. Kind of like a buoy. <laughs> I turn to Valen and I say... I don't think Temple did a good job at mitigating whatever they were doing on the beach, if I'm being totally honest. <laughs> I mean, yeah, I mean, I don't I don't think so either. It just doesn't sound like a good situation uh, that we're about to be in. So uh, this will be fun. The fact that they're here speaks volumes to uh, what's going on. Uh, it's just a little bit of chaos, I guess. Just a little bit of chaos. While everybody is kind of reconvening, um, can I turn and grab the thing that's certainly the most important thing that I have with me and kind of tuck it away? Yeah. Do you want to do this stealthily? Yes. Roll stealth for me. It's not going to be great. Be careful. Grayson is... Be be careful, because Grayson is perceptive as fuck. (laughs) He's also talking to you as well and watching Torash, so I want Grayson and Valen to roll perception, but with disadvantage. Well... It's not going to take much because I also roll stealth with disadvantage. Damn. Um, oh, actually, do I roll disadvantage if I'm... No, this is more of a you're trying to hide something versus you sneaking. Your armor wouldn't give you the disadvantage. Got it. Great. Thank you. Would this, yeah, would this be like sleight of hand and stuff? Yeah, you can do sleight of hand if you want instead, Tanner. Okay. It's the same. Uh, 16. <laughs> <laughs> Grayson rolled an 18. Val, Val rolled a... Rolled a um... What is that? A seven. Not a sneaky boy. Okay, Valen doesn't notice. Grayson, you notice him kind of shift. You don't see what, but you see him shift and put something into his suit from the, the pod. Okay. And at this point, all of you three, other three crazians, uh, get inside. You're kind of shaking water off. And you see, Ephraim, a bright, pot pink tabaxi. 
a small kobold that's blue, very steampunky, and a warforged. Okay. Um, the second that Ephraim sees the warforged, uh, he full on like rushes forward, extends his hand uh, toward the warforged. Um, sorry, Temple, can you give me a, a wisdom saving throw? Absolutely. Uh oh, it's a fourteen. That fails. Um, my save DC is fifteen. Uh, Ephraim kind of extends his hand, and that same kind of portal magic extends from it. And you guys watch, kind of out of Ephraim's fingers, he kind of like tosses a portal that like travels across the space, uh, catches up to uh, Temple. Uh, Temple disappears from his space, and then I turn around and throw um this portal back into uh my like pod that i came out of and i slam the fucking door on on temple um this is a spell called dimensional shove what the fuck dimensional uh, shove well, I can basically take someone from somewhere and put them somewhere else so i i that was the coolest thing yeah, ever that's right that fuck. was fucking sick i throw temple into the uh pod and i fucking slam it shut and I just say, you, you're not with Legratus, but you're with one of them? Who is this? While that whole thing was happening, Grayson unsling his rifle and level it at Ephraim as he sees him attack his friend. Can I, can I, can I react? What do you mean? Like, what do you want to do? Uh, well, I, I see this happen. Can I react to him and um, cast the cantrip? If it's damage dealing, you will roll initiative. You said friend. <laughs> My friend. Um, I don't want it to be damage dealing. Tell me your, what you want to do. Potentially cause. I'm, I'm, I want to cast Thorn Rip to bind him. Okay. But you don't want to hurt him. Because he just, he just um, fucking made Temple disappear. And uh, <laughs> Yeah, it's kind of scary. This is also um, one of the uh, spells that I gained by picking my subclass. So it was like a spell that I don't, didn't really necessarily know I knew how to do. Mm-hmm. So basically what I, what, what I imagine is that happens. He slams it back. And then... Thor and then just vines will kind of shoot out from around him and then wrap around his body and pull him downward. Thorn whip. I think that might be to hit. I think you rolled a hit. Yeah, it it is rolled a hit. But like I said, I asked. Um, I was asking if I can just bind instead of instead of instead of hitting. Yeah. No, because there's an actual spell that binds. So unfortunately, no. So you'd have to. It would hurt him. So Valen, did you do it though? Because you wouldn't have known. No. No, because I, I I I wouldn't have wanted to. It's not it's not about dealing damage. It's about my uh constraining. Temple going through a portal and then getting thrown into a cryo uh cryopod um, and kind of you know was was there maybe a moment to I don't know maybe insight or something to see this this figure and see the magic and the experience of being portaled uh, would that perhaps ring a bell for him? Yeah. Go ahead and roll history. Nuts. Yeah, so I think, so Temple rolled a six, and I, I just for context of that, he is, um, he has his whatever, his backstory stuff, but he is, like, actively not super historically trained. He He knows, like, his, like, faith tradition and other, like, cultural traditions, but he's not, like, he hasn't read, like, war history textbooks and, like, attended lectures about all the stuff so he yeah temple rolled a six okay yeah so temple you feel an emotion 
like what you would have felt when you had first seen the Harper's Guild inscription. So as he came towards you and you got to look at that shield, you felt an emotion of anger. Hmm. But besides that, you don't remember anything. Do you? So we have Ephraim pushing against Grayson locks and raises his rifle. And there's kind of a showdown happening. Temple, would you have instinctually tried to push against it or would you have just been like shocked and sat there? I think I think without that emotional response, he would have immediately gone to like engage in combat, get out and, you know, uh, uh, you know, start doing his you know martial arts. Um, but I think he's kind of stunned by this this feeling that, um, you know, it's like a, a, a purposeless anger. Um, you know, cause he's not, he, he feels anger and he, you know, he feels all that stuff, but this is like, he, he's meditated and studied himself enough to know the roots of his emotions, but this one has, is just unfounded anger. So I think he's just stunned and just sits in the cryo chamber. It's almost the feeling that it was implanted, this emotion. Yeah. It's not his or yeah. Okay. So you guys see Ephraim do this. He's got his hand up. Explain his presence. He's with whoa, wait, 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 Is he wait, an ally whoa, of yours? Whoa, whoa, He's Ephraim. with us. Whoa. Let Hold him on. out. Who the fuck are you? I've got cards. I've got cards. Guys. Oh my god. Whoa. <laughs> Who the hell is this guy? Hey there, shiny blue boy. Like me? I'm not shiny though. You okay? <laughs> Why are you so angry? Pants. You say the war with Legratus is over. Why is there an MT unit here? What the fuck is Legratus? Hey, whoa, and, okay. And, <laughs> he's with us. He pulls out pink cards. They're a little wet, but they still work. <laughs> he shakes them off. <laughs> Hello, my name is Pants. <laughs> Would you like to be my friend, scary human? <laughs> he reaches out to shakes his hand. What's your name? I think Ephraim <laughs> just kind of like, like is so bewildered. He, 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 you've got a guy who was plucked out of time in the middle of war um, and now has a, a small, basically child uh, reaching out to introduce themselves. Damp child. <laughs> While he holds an enemy on the other side, I think Ephraim just kind of looks bewildered and is waiting for someone to answer his question. <laughs> six, six wants to get in between Pants and this fucking stranger. Stranger danger. Hey, Pants, I don't, I, I don't think cards are going to work this time. My cards always work. They always work. Mm -hmm. But uh, who, who are you? Who the fuck are you? What is this shit you're wearing? Someone tell me why there's an MT unit here right now. He's our friend, asshole. It's MT1. He's a peacekeeping unit. Peacekeeping? He's been around for over 300 years. He goes around and keeps the peace in the, in the uh, dial system. The last time I saw this unit, four of my men died. But you, one thing you need to understand is that you are now in different times. And I think maybe the cryo sleep scrambled your brain there, friend. Let him out. You would all know that with Warforges... There only one unit exists. So when he says this is an empty unit, you know he has actually met Temple in the past. There's not like generations of different. It's like there are empties. There are URs. There are that in this world. So just just letting you guys know when he says, why is there an empty unit? You guys are totally right with your role play. Like, dude, you're in the future. Chill out. But 
you would all know that he wouldn't know that unless he's met Temple in the past. Sure. So Grayson had just said, let him out very intensely. Uh, can I roll another insight to see? I guess Ephraim's just trying to see if he's in, if he's being like fucking threatened right now. Yeah. Roll insight. Temple, the minute you want to push out, you let me know because I'm going to make you guys do contested strength. 23. He, I, I mean, I don't know. Grayson, Valen, are you guys six? Are you guys threatening this guy? No, I'm, I'm not. certainly not. Mm-hmm. Oh, 100%. I have my rifle leveled at his head. <laughs> With my finger on the trigger, but are, but you're not, but you're not fucking. That was him. a no and a yes. No, this you're is this sincere. is abs- this is not an empty threat. This is definitely a I will shoot you dead. Yeah, you see the light of the crystal in his uh, rifle, kind of like he's. You can tell they're not fucking around, but you can tell that they're also trying to tell you the truth. I believe. Okay. Six's entire existence is threatening. Valen's gonna step in between, um, further in between uh, uh, Ephraim and Grayson to kind of de-escalate the situation. Um, and with that, my I'm gonna also gonna kind of pull my wings out a little bit to kind of block any any potential shot that that uh, uh, Grayson's gonna uh, take. I mean, not that he wouldn't shoot through me because I know that. <laughs> uh-huh, uh-huh. That's debatable. <laughs> but I, I, I am. That's yeah, what I am, you think. I, 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 I am going to block as best I can to kind of uh, create somewhat of a disadvantage in that situation. And then I'm going to look at um, Ephraim, like Ephraim. I don't know what Temple did to you in the past, but this is this is not the same unit that you might be thinking about. That was a long time ago, and I don't. I don't know. I wasn't even alive around then, but I don't think he hasn't shown any kind of aggression toward anybody. He has been one of our strongest allies. Can Temple hear this? Yes. Okay. Can I do another like because he he's like meditating on this and trying to piece this together. Like I said, he was kind of stunned. Can I roll like insight or something to see like if I'm piecing this together? Absolutely. Okay. I was just going to give it to you, but we'll have you roll. But. Rolling's fun. Six Temple rolls a 16. Yeah, cool. That was definitely a high enough roll. So Temple, as he says, you're with the MT unit. They killed four of my men. And asking whose side the group is on, your orange eyes almost start to pulse within this cryosleep chamber, like a glow is emanating. And you start to have a flashback that you didn't know that you had. In your memory circuits, they're kind of snapping in ways they haven't been in such a long time. And this memory is brought to life for you. But it isn't like when a humanoid has a flashback, because you're part machine. You almost are reliving this moment as if one was watching a film or playing a part in a hologram game. And as this piece of your past comes to haunt your present, you see a dragon. A gorgeous red dragon and flames, almost blinding against the dark of night. You look down and you see your hands reflecting in these flames, and you know this memory comes from the eyes of a warforged. As you look back up, figures run, run around this dragon, and you were in the midst of an ambush. One of the figures has 
longer light brown hair and gray eyes, but all of them are throwing portals as quick as lightning striking the ground. They're obviously trained, um, and they're deflecting, you know, lesser cannons being aimed at them, arrows, and all kinds of magic. And as you scan for the source of, of who is throwing all this in the chaos, you get the creeping feeling of familiarity as you see a group of Warforged aggressively attacking this group, their metallic bodies glinting with a light blue against the flames. And you see MT unit numbers stamped on their arms and chests. The dragon screams in pain as blood runs down its wings and two other Warforged carve into its flanks as it's pinned down. A unit with the stamp MT2 making the final blow with a taser pulse javelin to the heart of this dragon. And as its maw slowly closes, you realize the sound of screaming remains. And you notice a man in armor, looking very similar to the armor that Grayson wears, is now being dragged away from this red dragon. And he claws at the dirt and tries to get back to his faithful scaled friend. And the vision starts to fade with the sound of these screams in your ears. Aww. I got the goosebumps. Okay. Dragon. Yeah, Temple, Temple sits with that for a moment and then he just like knocks on the glass. Because <laughs> <laughs> I, I, this isn't the first time he's had flashes of this. Maybe not fully pictured in this way, but the, the images didn't surprise him. So I think he he's pieced it together and yeah he he like dick 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 dick. Ephraim uh, I think keeps his weapon raised but understands that he's kind of surrounded here and also understands that he understands nothing right now. Um, so I think he he does step away from the glass but is absolutely being so cautious with all these people all around him. Okay, when he as he steps away, I'm gonna step toward the the. The pod and open it. Uh, Temple doesn't leave the pod. He stays put as almost like a, a show of like, <laughs> I'm not, I'm not like physically confronting. Um, but he says, um, what I know of my past is what others tell me. I was found on V7. Um, in a past life, I was caught in battle and pinned under a rock in the uh, ensuing bloodshed um and there i stayed pinned in the mud for hundreds of years my mind was empty so being a monk came naturally i have since traveled the system being the peace forged many people are afraid of me but i help them nonetheless i mean you no harm and for whatever sins i committed in the past i am truly sorry Ephraim looks at Temple, uh, still not knowing kind of half the names of your guys' group, but uh, kind of looks back and just says, And what of the rest of your troop? I have found parts, refuse, scavenged scrap, um, but none others like me. I am now a monk of the Way of Mercy, a resident of V7 and a system traveler. And though I have traveled far, I have not found another. The way of mercy. 
How funny is that? Why are you all here? Temple, can you pull up your map? Yeah, Temple slowly raises a hand. I'm going to project a map from my wrist. Do not be alarmed. And he presses the uh, the button from the, the uh, holocron kind of bracelet um, to project a map. A foot-by-foot map comes with a 3D model of Tarrant 19, the slow blinking light of where your team is deep in the sea cave. Ephraim, this is technology you would have not known of. Okay. Where are we in regards to the blinking light? You are the blinking light. Oh. You guys already found the beacon. It was the AI unit, Sam. We're right on top of what we're looking for. Well, wasn't there another one on the map that we... We're looking for the tracker. Tracker. The tracker doesn't The tracker doesn't come up on this, because the council gave you this bracelet, and they have no knowledge. Yeah. Oh, I got you. I thought the... Well, I know we found the beacon. I thought the, the other signal that Sam told us about was... I thought it was kind of like Fallout, where he like put it on our... I put it. I placed the location on your pit boy. No, no. I think it was a. It was a last, last known, last known location. It was more like it got marked. Like this is the last known area, but there's no like you're getting warmer, warmer to like a dot. It's like you've hit the sea caves. You have no more information. I gotcha. Okay. Well, I think we may have narratively to make it make sense that we projected the map. Maybe we set a waypoint of the rough location based on that narrative description that we got. So yeah, that we do still have a sort of waypoint. Yeah. Uh, actually, I think I, I think before Temple speaks, he looks towards Grayson, uh, our security officer. Um, should we tell him? Might as well. It's not like he has any allegiances to anybody currently alive. You doing okay, Temple? I'm fine. Okay. I'm a bit shaken. I haven't gone through a portal, I suppose, in hundreds of years. <laughs> <laughs> sure. We seek the parts of a weapon of mass destruction. To, I'm trying to like. That's a great thing to tell this guy. <laughs> <laughs> Remember the details of it. Yeah. But our goal is, yeah, so it's, it's really complex. And I'm trying to think of a way to like summarize that uh, in a way that I wouldn't immediately make him portal me again. <laughs> don't portal me. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, maybe. Okay, so I don't leave with that. So we are, we are seeking a device that can end. Uh, fuck, this is hard. I don't think I can be the one to do this. <laughs> We're looking for a nuke, but it's cool, though. It's a good <laughs> nuke. Cool, yeah. We're trying it's to find nuke. the nuke so it like, doesn't like get in the wrong hands, but, you know, like... <laughs> we were, like, sent by, like, the wrong hands to find the nuke, but then we decided that, like, you know what? We're, like, just an interested wow, third you guys party are at really this point. Fucked. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so I, so um, I'm gonna, I'm gonna interject, and I'm gonna be like, well, it's, it's a bit of a complicated... It's a bit of a complicated story. Um, basically, we were sent here by our commander Gallowood, uh, to search out this beacon. We didn't know what it was. Uh, kind of found out that some shady shit's been going on, and um, we're trying to uh, remedy that and try to prevent it by getting a hold of this. What what has been told to us as a as a cannon, um, and uh, just try to keep it separated and not allow it to cause any more harm than it has already because Terrant 19 used to be a habitable planet and then it wasn't because of this so we're also very much stuck on the planet right now our our ship well that too crashed Uh, and we have no way off world i mean you can say we're, we're we're fucked three ways three ways to hell so 
Do you do you know you're on Terra 19? You've told me. Is that where we are? I thought we were in a cave. Enough time's gone by, Pants. You're starting to feel less high. Uh, and Six, you're still pink, but less pink. So you seek a dangerous object. You are stranded here. MT1, you remember nothing of what you have done. And I am unfortunate enough to find myself here in a semi-aquatic cave. You nailed it. Correct. That would be correct. I would also add you are unfortunate enough to encounter us first after waking up out of cryosleep. I imagine there's a lot more competent people in the star system who would have been immensely more helpful to you. Speak for yourself, Grayson. Not as great as friends as us, though. (laughs) What of the other dragon riders of Moss? There are 12 of them alive. They're they're on Moss. The, The Order has persevered through the centuries. Okay. Okay. You, you three. I, I, I'm sorry. What are your names? I'm six. You know me as Empty One, but please call me Temple. I'm Pants. But you would have so rudely did not tell me your name after I so politely introduced myself to you. Pants, if you would like to try the cards again, I will listen to your cards. We got him, best friend. Let's go. Achievement unlocked. <laughs> Ephraim, don't encourage this. It's too late for that. Oh no! Pants' heart is broken. Oh no! Pants is sad. Pants is angry. We've never heard him say that before. <laughs> you fucked up. I I portal pants under the water. <laughs> <laughs> again! Again! <laughs> <laughs> it's a weird Wee! fucked up water slide. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I think Ephraim is still so shaken, um, but looks around and just says, clearly I am not in my own element here. I am uh, a bit out of a uh, step with the way the universe has gone. Um, I don't exactly know where to go from here if I'm quite honest with you as I'd stand before an old enemy it seems that uh, things are more topsy-turvy than I could have imagined um so uh, what what is this new conflict then who's at war what is the what is the new cause currently there's no open war There are, from our understanding, our recent understanding, there are shadow factions at play in the star system. The council itself, the governing body, historically, I suppose, has misled the people of the Adyle system and has profiteered off of a very successful misinformation propaganda campaign while exploiting naturally occurring phenomena to its own benefit. On the opposite side of that coin, there is a a shadow paramilitary faction called the Harpers 
who have opposed this from time immemorial, I suppose. Uh, and it seems as though they have something to do with the foundation of the Dragon Riders of Moss. So currently, you're asking what the war is, who's who's in conflict. No one yet. It's a cold war, from my understanding, and one that's just beginning. And while we are technically employed by the council and have no affiliation with the Harpers or even nowhere to start looking for the Harpers, I think we are our own faction in this Cold War, and we are still trying to figure out what to do with the information we have, including searching for what can amount to a planet killer to, at the very least, keep out of both the Council's and the Harper's hands until we have more information to go off of. Would I know anything about the Harper's? No. Okay, that's what I figured. I actually have a question. Would Tanner know about the, or would Tanner, would um, would Ephraim know about the naturally occur- occurring phenomenon that Grayson mentioned? Because that was pretty, like, misinformation, but it's still knowledge, right, that there was a, there was a bountiful portal that, you know. Yeah, so there's a wormhole that opens every 2,000 years. It's been in your history books. No one really pays attention to it. Um, but you would know that. I, um, wh- what, what? planet do i need to go to to i i don't know i i'm a bit lost i think i need to get my bearings as best i can in some semblance of society if maybe i need to return to v7 but um i think once we leave Tarrant 19 the plan was to go seek refuge on moss as we figure out what our next steps are and if if you you were affiliated with the dragon riders of old and i'm i'm sure the current generation would love to debrief you on what you've been through and what the current situation is if you would like to continue to i guess support the dragon riders if not we could take you to the Adile main station, which is where our system-wide military is currently stationed. But again, we're, I think, trying to avoid that, avoid returning there for the time being until we, we figure out more. And if you did want to return to V7, I happen to know of a monastery. If you want to abandon this life of armor. <laughs> <laughs> I feel as though... My time has abandoned me a bit. I seek to leave this place if at the very least you would have me and assisting you to unmaroon yourselves. From there I can find my way. Yeah, I mean... Well, if you promise not to try to kill Temple anymore, we're happy to have you. Yeah, you can hang with us but knock all that portal shoving shit off. Would we would we have ever seen any kind of magic like this before? No. And the only person who would have read about it and studied it is Grayson. So he'd be aware of it. Well, and uh, and Torash. Cuz Torash had that bitch and roll. <laughs> yeah, like I said, I I've never I've never seen magic like yours. So, um as long as you don't, you know, try to try to kill us or I think we'll be okay. I will only act defensively in my own interest from here on out. I understand that I understand nothing. Pants crawls out of the water and (laughs) 
squeegees himself out and he's like, wow. I didn't put you in the water. No, it was a joke. You portaled me. I'm no, I didn't. Getting that. I'm not going to use a spell slot for that. Here's, here's the, uh, here's the fun I went thing into about the water. Our, our group of friends in this podcast here. Whatever minor joke we make instantly becomes canon whether we want it to or not. And I'm sorry. Yes. It's the uh, magic tavern. I'm so, Anthony's, sorry. Anthony's been very yeah. crazy. I've been portaled into the water. I pull myself out. I'm pants squeegees his cloak or whatever he's whatever the fuck he's wearing uh his leather vest (laughs) and he goes and he goes wow that was refreshing and he's looking around where am i and he looks over at efren and goes you're shiny holy crap hey we just did this pants is no longer high kind of you like shot a portal at me can you teach me how to do that um, unlikely as I had to be taught it from birth, but I can try. Because <laughs> I would, that that would be really cool to have in my arsenal. I have this little fidgy cube bird named Fidget, <laughs> and he it would be so rad if he could do portal stuff like that. I could go freaking anywhere. And you see Pants animately talking and describing Fidget, and you all hear... Ah, that's right. Uh, Grayson, this is why the uh, meditation session was cut short. Uh, is that a dragon? Yeah, we uh, we have to deal with that. So are we looking for a fight or are we trying to get the hell out of here? Well, we're looking for a tracker. Yeah, we haven't explored the cave system. I mean, whatever comes, whatever comes. So I say just tread lightly. Efren, are you with us or are you not? I will follow. Can I um, call my steel defender back to me? Or are you not going to allow that now that we left them? You're going to leave the puppy all alone? No, I have a plan. Because you got me all scared now, Justine. You have to have a fucking cool whistle. Yell yeah, pan flute. Fucking, like fucking Link with his fucking flute. Yeah, I don't think that you'd be able to call him pants... I don't think he can hear you. I can't. I'm sorry. Well, how much time is it going to take for them to get over there to get the and come back? Probably 30 minutes each way. I wouldn't go back and get him. I just like com- I just like computer-y call him back. That took us 30 minutes to get through the cave. Originally, yeah. Oh, okay. Never mind then. Well, it was when we were crawling, not when we were sprinting through. Oh, yeah. We, okay, yes. That's fair. Sprinting through, you know the direction you're going. I'd say 15 minutes each way. Okay. okay. Never mind. Thanks for the anxiety, Justine. <laughs> Pants, I don't think that he could hear you if you yelled. Okay. Now's as good a time as any to uh, see what's out there. Or if I, I guess further in the cave. Let's go check what's in this dungeon, boys. Boys. Hey. Oh. Wow. <laughs> wow. Fucking got him. Yep, that just happened. Take a point of inspiration away from you. Oh, I'm sorry. <laughs> you are negative one inspiration die. Sorry. Yeah, I'm totally teasing. Before we continue on, you know, as kind of let everyone go ahead, I um, gingerly just kind of stop Ephraim real quick. Ephraim, you need to understand something. We do not, we do not know where, what we are getting ourselves into. And I am sure as hell believe that you understand that we are on the same side. So can you promise me something that you are going to stay with us and you nothing is going to happen? 
I understand that you are all searching for answers, as am I. Um, to be honest, I feel I now am searching for solid footing. Um, I don't intend to betray any of your trust, as thin as it may be, after having just met. But I also want you to understand that at this point, you say we are on the same side. I have no idea what side I belong upon. And should I decide that I don't belong on the same side as you, I, I don't want you to be surprised or, or take it as a personal offense. I am, I know nothing and I have much to reclaim in terms of knowledge. Everything that you had before us has been lost. You know, that is one thing that I can understand. I understand where you are coming from. It is very hard to think that you were in a war and be thrown into a pod, then be woken up, and your life is completely different. But trust me on this, that I, I will be here to fight with you or against you if the time does come. I understand. Um, I lost many brave soldiers alongside me, but if what you tell me is true, that V7 stands independent, then this pain of spinning endlessly in the world with no tether is all worth it. As you guys are having this conversation, who entered first? Oh well, I'm gonna I'm gonna op- I'm, I'll push it open or pull it, whatever. Start start opening it. These are stone doors that you can pull open. Roll the whole group. Roll stealth. I fucking kicked the door down. I'm just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> While yodeling. Kick the door down. I said the party don't start till I walk in. I got a ten for stealth. Grayson rolled a twelve. Oh, motherfuck face. Pants rolled a seven. We're, uh, we're doing real bad. Six rolled a ten. We're doing real bad. Valen rolled an 18. Temple rolled a 19. With disadvantage, uh, because of my exhaustion, uh, Taurus rolled a 13. So, Valen, you feel the cold, wet, almost like... That's what she said. (laughs) Stop it. Yeah, he does. (laughs) You put your fingers in, and you slide (laughs) these doors open. He's not, there's no good way around it, okay? Sliding his fingers in. In a gushy, gushy, baby. All right, all right, all right. So, Grayson and Valen, you both use your shoulders to kind of push these stone doors forward, and you're able to open them. They, you know, you hear the creaking as you feel them shift stone against stone as they push out. While the scent of salt water still lingers, other smells suddenly find your senses. The scent of parchment and the tanginess of metal. You blink back as your eyes begin to water from sunlight. And as your eyes slowly adjust, you see a huge cavern room. 
This room is about 50 feet by 50 feet. Lining the cave-like walls are glimmering piles of machinery, treasure, and bits and pieces of coral. A huge telescope sits to the right of a dais in the center of the room. And this telescope is pointing at the ceiling. And as you kind of follow the path of where it's pointing, you see that there is an opening in the cave ceiling about 50 feet above you that's about two to three feet wide and is kind of a rectangular shape and sunlight is pouring out from that and birds are flying by. As you're looking up, Pants quickly pushes past you, stomping in. And as you both kind of look back at him as he enters really loudly, you try to maybe grab him and pull him back. You notice that some of the shimmer of the treasure starts to move. And as your eyes fully adjust, you see a green sea foam dragon revealing itself slowly. Its heavy breaths can be felt across the room as it curls its neck high to look down upon you. Its beautiful body, the epitome of raw strength as it takes up this 20-foot space. The dragon's scales almost look like clear water reflecting as its muscles ripple in serpentine-like movements. Yellow eyes pierce yours and sharp white teeth glint in the sunlight as this dragon starts to crack a smile. Uh, 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 hello. I think we made a wrong turn somewhere. Everybody back up. Everybody back up. Everybody back out of the room. Hi. Hi. Um, as he's as he's pulling me, I'm like, hi, um, dragon friend. Um, how you doing? Yep. We're just we're gonna we're going we're going now. Sorry to disturb you. Right at that, the tail slams down, and you feel it shake almost through your core, and you hear. There's no need to leave on my account. Pants, like, walks up to him and goes like, Hey, Torash, look, it's like a big version of us. No fear, Pants. Pants? Pants? New friend. (laughs) I'm going to grab Pants by the tail as he walks past. 20 feet back. You got to move 20 feet back, Pants. Why? Why? He just said hi. He just said hi. What? Okay, sorry. Get your cards out, Pants. Would Ephraim feel any kind of way about just dragons in general uh yeah so you um because you're from the portal unit clear or the portal unit which protected the dragon riders you would have a very strong affinity towards dragons i would assume you feel very comfortable mm-hmm. around them mm-hmm. however you have never seen a sea dragon before Got it. So this is a little bit different because of that but you definitely probably feel more comfortable around dragons than it looks like the rest of the group does same with great grayson Okay. So, Pants, you walked up and you said, nice to meet you, new friend, right? Mm-hmm. Are we friends, small one? Oh, sure. Why not? Wait, wait, wait. You're about as big as his eye. You're tiny compared to this guy. I'll let, I got, I'll let, wait, wait. And he pulls out his cards. These ones are yellow. <laughs> I got cards for this. My mom told me one time that I would probably meet one of you. It was a real big long shot, but she used to tell me stories about dragons. So I think I know a thing or two about you guys. 
Uh, my name's Pants. Pulls out hand to shake the dragon. Six, we really should have attached a leash. Oh, your friend is going to get killed. He is absolutely going to get killed, yes. <laughs> One little claw comes out and, like, puts out. So, you, like, your whole hand wraps around the tip of this claw. Just the tip? <laughs> yes. Just the tip. <laughs> Whoa. And he turns around and looks at Temple and goes, with his mouth, his mouth just drops and his eyes are huge in excitement. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Mm, hell, pants. Hi, what's your name? You do not know who I am. I'm pretty new to this kind of stuff, so maybe my other friends might know who you are, but I'm pleased to meet you. The grin spreads as its scales lift up and you see super sharp white teeth as tall as you almost, and its huge head lifts up. You hear like the as it sits up. It's beautiful, like, thin, like, spines on its back stretching, and it looks very proudly chest puffed out, and it says, I am Braxtinian. Pants writes that down on his note cards. Grayson steps forward and says, Well met, O great and powerful worm Braxtinian. We are humbled to be in your presence. We mean you no harm. We do not wish to steal from you. We are just lost in this cave. Their head goes down, starts sniffing Grayson, and then kind of like head weaves around you almost and looks. Why have you come to my lair? We are searching for a piece of an ancient weapon that was thought to be lost here. The only weapon that you should be concerned of here is my teeth. And as they say this, they take a step forward in front of the largest pile of gems and jewels and just kind of level their giant snout at you. Well, we're not necessarily looking for a weapon. It's more of a, a part. Um, it's said to be something that we can use to track the rest of the pieces. Um was wondering if you might have uh, seen it. I mean, and I turned to Grace and I'm like, do we even know what it looks like? I have no idea. Shit. Temple would have, when he was projecting stuff in that big lore drop episode, you would have seen it. It's a small circular item with kind of like some pokey spikes coming out of it. Oh, um, I'm like, oh, Temple, uh, can you show um, our new friend uh, a picture of what that tracker looks like? I'm... Mm. As Valen gestures to Temple, the big snout swivels over to Temple, eyes narrow, and it says, You do not smell the others of blood and flesh. You smell of metal. Curious. Me? I am metal. Oh. <laughs> yeah, you, Valen. <laughs> I'm just kidding. <laughs> I don't think I can project an image, but I can describe it. It looks like a wheel with spokes. Uh, do you have anything like that here that maybe we could trade for? Well, it is in my nature to want to peruse the items you might present in such a trade. I find it extremely disrespectful that you entered my lair without even the grace and respect 
Forgive us. Uh, Ephraim comes forward and kind of like bends the knee, crosses uh, his arms with his uh, weapon held up um, and just says, I am Ephraim Axion, proud portal cleric. I have served along your kind for many, many years. I understand that we are coming into your abode and asking for assistance when... I am here to offer assistance for you if you seek anything first, oh great dragon. He looks at you, Ephraim, then Grayson, and then Pants, and you see like his shoulders and scales kind of move as he gets more comfortable and says, Well, at least some of you were taught manners. Forgive us, oh great one, and Grayson too kind of does bends the knee to the dragon and says I am Grayson, eighth son of House Cato, inductee of the Dragon Riders of Moss. Moss, you say? Sister planet of Nvinia, and where the land touches the sky. But how is it that you are not from Tarrant 19 if you are here and smell of her earth? No one is from Tarrant 19 anymore, oh great one. And he kind of like bobs his head and looks up at the stars, like where where the stars would be, right, through that thing, and then kind of looks back down and says, I hope you have enjoyed the presence of myself. You may leave now. And then he kind of steps on his big pile of items and as he does it shifts and you see what you're looking for on the pile underneath his feet shit time to get sneaky <laughs> how far away is that from me 5 10 15 20 20 25 feet ish all right grayson's gonna do something stupid so you said we see it is it like under their foot or is it like yes okay they are they have now crawled on top of this pile let's um how about grayson and six uh conspire could pants pants try to do a distraction? Let's let's assist. Yep, Grayson casts Mage Hand. Ooh, to pluck it. I'm gonna I'm gonna I'm gonna start making my way downtown to the left toward the center of the room to kind of um try to draw its attention. It shatters a roar at you. I said leave. And then yeah, I'm gonna try to sleight of hand Mage Hand. 14. Uh, I'm going to use my inspiration to reroll that. Uh, 21. Aww. Nice. <laughs> Good yeah. choice. Good use of the in- inspiration. Good inspiring choice. Yeah. yeah. He looks at Valen and, and growls and kind of leans forward. And right then, Grayson casts this mage hand. What does your mage hand look like? Um, It is a... It just kind of looks like a spectral hand, but it's like silver, silver and iridescent, kind of like his hair. Um, and it just goes and it snatches it and quickly I just call it back to me so I can get it in my hand and I try to put it away as fast as possible. Yeah. So you're able to whip it back and he is looking at Valen waiting for an answer. Um, like I said, we're just we're just here looking for some stuff for for a part. Um, was wondering if you had it. 
And you know, this is this is a nice cave of yours. When someone asks you to leave, you should usually head towards the door. Do you find this acceptable, O wielder of portals? I have not received a command from thee. He looks at Ephraim, seems pleased, looks back at Valen and says, Give me something of value before I decide to eat you. Oh, I got something. I got something. I noticed that you seem to have an Oh! Mind your place, kobold. I am losing my patience with all of you. And he's like, very cobra-like, looking at you, Valen. I'm Valen's looking at him. Just dead eyes, right? Like a stare, like, I kind of, like, kind of, I'm almost trying to stare off. I look at him and I'm like, what did you have in mind? We'll start with the helmet sits upon your head. Oh, shit. And he can see it, even though it's invisible. That's true sight. Yeah, true sight. I, uh, Ephraim kind of prepares, understanding that this is a pretty tense situation. Ephraim kind of is watching Valen and just kind of has uh, some a spell prepared to cast should this dragon try and uh, bite down on him. Um, I... I have an I have an idea. I am gonna try to do something dumb. <laughs> oh God! Val's gonna look at him, and he's gonna say, right, "Come and get it." And then I'm gonna cast Firebolt to the ground below me, and then fly upwards as like a distraction, like a like a, like a smoke bomb kind of thing, like just a just like at, at my feet to kind of like explode. And then I'm gonna fly. I'm gonna I'm gonna grab pants with me because he's right next to me, <laughs> and I'm gonna fly us up through uh, the hole. I'm gonna try to fly up through the hole. Nice. Oh. Yes. Hell yeah. Okay. And hoping that, hoping that, hoping that when they see me slam down and fly upwards toward the ceiling, that they will, that the rest of the team will try to leave through the cave system and not engage. <laughs> Yes, you you hurl this moat of fire at the feet, and the dragon <laughs> and kind of backs up, and it's looking at the ground where it is. And to grab pants and fly up with the distraction, I want you to roll stealth with disadvantage because you're trying to grab pantsy. Can I assist? Yeah, if pants is grabbing on back to you, then I, it'll be a straight roll. Yes. They were going to turn down a hug from a friend. No. <laughs> I was going to say, the, warm, the, the chance of a warm embrace from a friend, of course Pants yeah. hugs him back. It's Pants. <laughs> That's uh, 16. You get up. Uh, it's about three feet wide. So if you turn your wings angled, you can, you can get through with Pants. Yeah, so like it's like a little whoosh, and then my wings narrow to get through, and then it opens up again when I get to the top out of the clearing. And then I kind of just try to fly out toward the entrance of the cave. I'm like, hang on, pants. <laughs> Wee! <laughs> wow, he just fucking abandoned all of you guys after pissing off a dragon. Yeah. Yep. We should go. We should go. <laughs> <laughs> I'm I'm really hoping that like like that was the whole idea is just to distract and get them out of there, and have his attention drawn on me. He looks up, then looks back, 
and if you guys all as a team want to try to escape yep. we can do that first unless is one of you going to try to stay and talk to this guy not after that no so does grayson have the item sure do six and ephraim to both roll me dexterity saving throws natural 20 Woo. nice holy shit six rolled a 19 nice hell yeah Honestly, I feel like Ephraim is trying to stay put and see how he can help everybody get out. Okay. So the dragon's hand swipes out to grab you both, and you both dodge it. Fuck yeah. Um, I'll step forward. Taurus will step forward, and and in Draconic, uh, we'll say, from one dragon to another, as measly small as I am compared to your great size, if you will allow us to take your initial offering and leave with our leave with our lives that would be most grateful uh he it's so good you said no matter how small i am because he's about to be like you're comparing yourself to me this dragon's very prideful (laughs) he kind of looks at you like breathing his fins and scales are puffed out almost like a predator uh and he gets right down to your face and just goes I'll just do like what Efren did, just do a quick bow and, you know, arm just kind of across my chest. And I say, with haste, we shall leave. And then I and I stand up and I just turn to the group. I'm in kind of quietly. I'm like, let's get the fuck out of here, guys. (laughs) (laughs) As you all turn to leave, you hear him kind of sniffing one last time. And then just as you hit the frame of the door, you hear a low growl and... Dragon Rider! Uh oh. Yes, great one. Does Ephraim turn two to that or no? Yeah, for sure. His big yellow eyes with black slits bounce back and forth between the two of you. And he says, Do not take me as ignorance. I smell my kind upon you. Leave it. I don't know what you're referring to. Mighty Brixtinian. In Draconic, I speak to uh, this dragon, um, and I just say, Where do you sense your kind? I can retrieve it for you. If you do not trust the rest of them, I'm not sure if I do either. Grayson speaks Draconic, and at that, Grayson just kind of looks like... Kind of like, what the fuck over at, at Ephraim? Like, bro, come on. <laughs> six does not know what's going on. Everyone else looks like they're very aware. Um, so yeah, so Six, you see Grayson like kind of almost taken aback. Look at Ephraim and he and the dragon says back in Draconic, since you started the conversation in Draconic and says... The scent of fire, membrane, and stone cannot be mistaken. Give me the egg. Fuck. Grayson replies to Ephraim in Draconic, You have an egg? I think Ephraim's weighing a lot of his options right now. (laughs) (laughs) Sorry. sorry. (laughs) I want to do something but slight shenanigans. Yes. Yeah. I would like to try something. I think I kind of look around at the whole party and then kind of lock eyes with Grayson. 
and I, uh, I, I look at you, Grayson, and just say, you're a future dragon rider of Moss. That's right. Well, the future's here. <laughs> uh, I would like to do the same thing that I did to Temple and throw a portal at Grayson and then throw Grayson back out through the yes. exit. Oh, the God. shenanigans I would like to try is I would like to try and slip my egg into the portal that I throw at Grayson yeah. with him and Woo, get him dude. out of the fucking room oh, with shit. the egg. Fuck, Fuck yeah, dude. Woo. Come on. Yeah, you can do that. I'm not <laughs> I, I fucking slip the egg into the portal. I throw, uh, I throw it uh, into Grayson, uh, and Grayson, you fucking disappear into a fucking void. Great, and then like almost like almost like in Get Out, like the fucking sunken place. It's almost like you're in endless nothingness, and you see like the square of reality coming towards you as I throw you back out towards the exit and in your like lap, hands, whatever, there's a fucking dragon egg. Hell yeah. <laughs> so cool. So a portal comes from Ephraim as he says the future's now. Grayson, time seems to almost slow down with you as you see a beautiful dragon egg also coming. You reach your hand out. And the minute the egg touches you, right before he disappears, the whole team sees Grayson like. <gasps> and you look back, your hand feels a burning as you appear. And there is a gleaming, almost like vein like thing of what looks like a dragon scale. This is for flavor for the audience. No one would know this except for Grayson. Dragon riders are paired with their eggs from the minute they enter the academy and should never bond with a wild dragon. Grayson just bonded with a wild dragon. Woo. Sweet. Bro, I got fucking chills right now. What the fuck? <laughs> awesome. yeah. So Grayson feels it, goes, wakes up, and right then you guys see Valen peeking his head in. Holy shit. Tanner, that was good. So Pants and Valen, you feel like almost like a breath of fresh sea air. It's no longer that muggy human cave salty grossness. Uh, Valen, tell us your thoughts. Like, why are you pulling Pants out of this? Well, so the reason I, I grabbed Pants is one, Pants is right next to me and we were the closest to the dragon. At that point. And I just wanted to get Pants out of harm's way. Um, also, I realized that Pants didn't have uh, Fidget. And I know Pants uses Fidget for everything. So if an altercation would have happened, then it would have left Pants more vulnerable. And not necessarily... I wasn't necessarily concerned about being vulnerable, but more of Pants being a liability. You, like usual. Right? <laughs> Yeah, so um so I'm I'm flying through, I come up and at the top, um I'm assuming it's like kinda like a big like almost like dome mountain kind of thing. Yeah. It's like a hillside. I, I immediately land. I tr I put pants down, I'm like, I'm sorry little buddy, um I'm just you stay right here and I run back to where the cave opening is at. To um or I fly back I'll just fly back, I'll just boosh up and then fly back to the cave opening that I flew out of just to see and check up on everybody and see basically what's going on. You know, like did they get out? Like do I need to do anything else? And while I'm doing that, I'm also readying another spell, basically. Um, as like kind of a reaction to anything that's going on. Okay. 
yeah, so you, as you peek your head down in, Valen, you actually are just seeing, you have no idea the context, Ephraim shoot at this portal and Grayson disappear. And that's what you see. And you see this dragon, like, lurching upwards, very frustrated. From the angle, I imagine I'm looking down and I can see kind of the rock system behind the dragon, like where the where the treasure's at, right? Opposite of them. I see that, and I'm like, fuck, I'm trying to do something else. So I'm going to Eldritch Blast the walls behind him to kind of create, like, uh, another distraction to offer uh, the basically everybody else an opportunity to get out. Because then it'll, I assume it'll hit the wall, cause rocks to fall, and then draw his attention away for, even if for a split second. Roll your Eldritch Blast. Well, fuck. That's a nine. Okay, yeah, so you do it. It hits the wall, but the dragon's too fixated on Ephraim. It's so fr- It just lost an egg. It's pissed. Okay. Can I... Yeah, do, do, so the, do, would I know that the dragon knows that the egg is fucking gone out of here? Yeah, I think it would have seen it. Great. Um, I uh, turned to everyone, uh, say, time to run. And I run towards the dragon... <gasps> in the opposite direction of everybody else uh, for them all to have a moment to get away. Like, kind of, when I say towards the dragon, I kind of want to juke past this dragon as I go deeper into the room while I tell everybody else to fucking leave. Torash Temple 6, he says that to you and runs away. What do you do? Temple's conflicted. I at least run to the door and I just kind of hold the door open. Hold the door. Hold, Hold the, the door. door. <laughs> Hold the door. He's going to sacrifice himself. Hold the door. It's either you. T- it's either you're staying or you're going. Because I'm staying, making sure he gets out of here. This is like metagaming because Temple wasn't there for most of his most of like Ephraim's first like moments and like yeah and like the side conversation with Torash so like metagaming Dylan's like he's found his purpose we should go but like Temple's like oh no I just made <laughs> peace with this guy and he's <laughs> I, I think he would probably do what Torash did just go towards the door you know take advantage of the window that is his new comrade gave him but he's not gonna want to leave him so yeah just right beside Torash and six mm. She's going to be obviously conflicted because her natural character wants to just her her core core character wants to leave because she just met this guy and doesn't really care about him. However, the dynamic evolving part of her character feels like she should maybe be empathetic and save him as well. Or at least make an attempt to help out Temple and Torash because she somehow cares about them now. I would like to also point out that you just saw your chief security officer disappear outside of this room. And you don't see him yet in here. So that might drive your character a little bit, too. Okay. I think Temple has a hunch that Grayson's probably fine because Temple was fine when he was portaled. Fair. Okay. So Ephraim, tell us what you're doing. They're all at the door waiting. Well, so I do have a plan, um, but I wasn't sure if the dragon was going to get an action on me or something before I could finish. Um, But basically, I'm trying to run from where I was at to kind of pass the dragon towards the wall kind of next to them. Like, I want to get up against the wall. 
Okay. Roll dexterity saving. Great. That's not great. Actually. <laughs> That's a two. Oh, no. Yikes. So yeah, you go to run back and oh, you're kind of all the winds knocked out of you as this clawed hand grabs you and squeezes you. And then his head, he has Ephraim now holding him and he looks at you all at the door and... Okay. Um, Valen's gonna do something. So he has Ephraim in his hand. So when that happens, when he sees him swipe, um, Valen's gonna drop through the hole on his hand and grab grab Ephraim. Like, touch Ephraim. And he's gonna be like, let's see if this works. And I am gonna try to, uh, cast teleport oh fuck <laughs> oh yeah you don't get to have your moment we're going <laughs> no places to be up front <laughs> this is this is this is this is this is this is just being like and my my conversation that we've been having for the last month since i've gotten this and it's whether or not the god is gonna let me do it we have been arguing nonstop the last three sessions. If you had one charge left or two, <laughs> oh. I'm going to let the fates decide at this point and roll a dice. Evens, you can teleport. Odds, you can't. It's a six. Let's go. Yay. Yay. If we get out to the beach, we still have a fucking dragon to deal with. <laughs> this is still a problem. So what what Temple sees um, is as I land on the hand on the on the dragon's hand, I reach out and grab um, Ephraim. You just see the true form of the the helm start to glow as an outlined silhouette, and then in an instance, it's just gone. We're gone. And then just, I I just wanted you know someone else to see that the the actual artifact in its own form, true form. The dragon looks at its hand. It's gone, and it starts barreling towards you guys at the door. Yep, we gotta go. Can we run? <laughs> let's, let's run. <laughs> Torash will will take one step forward and use his breath weapon against the dragon. Wait, you're not running, Torash? <laughs> you're gonna fucking fight this thing by yourself? I'm only gonna take like one step forward. I'm just gonna kind of do like one step forward. Use my breath weapon to kind of just cover, you know, cover like a small area and then just immediately turn back towards the door. You're gonna die. It definitely catches up to you because you took that second and it completely runs through the flame with no problem. Shit. Fuck. We're gonna switch back to Grayson. So the minute you touched this egg and were flung into a portal and then dropped into the next room, you felt electricity start pulsing up where you were touching the egg. And every almost heartbeat pulse of electricity from this egg, memories start pouring into your mind and you can't seem to stop the tunnel vision-like connection you have with the dragon egg in your hand. I am Grayson Valwin Cato. I am four years old. My mother and father are standing 10 feet away, and in that distance, my siblings line up, 
all dressed in fine synthetic furs. It is a cold day. Holden Aerobrin puts a hand on my shoulder and tells me to stand up straight. My collar is too tight, and my chinks are a dull pink from the biting winds. Below us, thousands of people look out to the horizon as a flight of twelve dragons fly overhead. It is my first time seeing a dragon. Grayson, this is Jagolda. You must snap out of your stupor. You are in danger, and although this is a figment of your imagination, I must say, you need to fulfill your role as Chief Security Officer. Grayson, wake up! I am ten years old and my nose is bleeding. The slatted wood floor is cold and hard, even through my training gi. Holden is standing above me, wiping the blood off the pommel of his dueling sword. Above me, my oldest brother Leon and the twins, Lorelai and Calliope, look down at me from the observation deck. Jericho, Holden tells me, is a prodigy with a sword. Grayson, Grayson, oh my god, Temple, Grayson, what's, what's going on with Grayson, Temple? Wake up, Grayson, wake up! I am 13 years old and I taste alcohol for the first time. I am with my father the first and only time he'd asked me to accompany him off-world to one of his diplomatic meetings. All around me, men and women representing all the peoples of the Adyle system are intermingling, exchanging ideas, sharing secrets. Standing alone in a corner with an empty glass of champagne, I wait patiently for my father to end his socializing. He is speaking to an elf named Navarra Rendar, the current leader of the Dragon Riders. Grayson, do not get lost within. You have work to do. I am 18 years old, and I am being told that my father is endorsing Jericho's application to the Order of Dragon Riders, not mine. Jericho is the better candidate, my father tells me. His physical, mental, and psychological tests all scored higher than mine. It just makes sense for his second oldest son to bring honor to the Cato family in the service of the Riders. Orion's third son, me, I'm meant to remain at the estates and entertain my family's guests. I apply to the writers anyway. Alright, Grayshan, you gotta wake the fuck up. We got a dragon. Coming from a dragon is not very good. Let's go. I am 19 years old and I am learning how to shoot. It is the first thing in my life I excel at. I am caked in mud. My mind is hazy from the three days with no sleep. My body aches from the 140-mile wilderness hike to the live shooting range. My left pointer and middle fingers are broken, swollen, purple and blue. Tied straight with a piece torn from my fatigues and spent shell casing. This is the hardest thing I've done in my life. But I see Navar Rendar himself observing us new recruits from Dragonback. And I'm sure that there is no place I'd rather be than here. God damn it, Grayson. Why do I always have to save your fucking ass? Let's go! I am 21 years old, and I am fighting for my life. A tabaxi assassin has made it past the house guards and into my chambers. She is skilled, and I am afraid. In a drawn-out fight, she will kill me. I'm not so proud to admit that I survived by chance. An urgent summons from the riders delivered by an unsuspecting guardsman. Outnumbered, the assassin flees through my childhood window. This is the second assassination attempt on my life. Grayson! Come on, let's go! We gotta get out of here! Grayson! Grayson! 
I am 24 years old and I am stepping onto the Adial main station. I am greeted by Atib Westways, a friend and ally. I am led to where Commander Gallowood will debrief my new team and I on our top secret mission to the surface of Tarrant 19. You're a future Dragon Rider of Moss? Well, the future's here. I am Grayson Valwyn Cato, and a man out of time is throwing a dragon egg to me. Behind him, a dragon is opening its large maw, and I step forward, arms outstretched, to catch the egg. I have been waiting for this moment since I was four years old, and in the instant I touch the egg, darkness engulfs me as I am ripped away from my friends, this strange man, and the dragon we stole from. And in this moment of non-existence, I pull the egg I cannot see into my chest, and I hold onto it as if I birthed it myself. And I am sure of one thing. I am. This is your Aragon moment, Anthony. I know. I was just like, I'm Aragon. I got like the, I got like the marking on my hand and everything. I just hold it up and just watch it continue to, I guess, push its way out of this egg. Push, little, little one. one. Okay, push. yeah, the cracks continue. Your eyes kind of are super wide. Uh, you see this little head look at you, and it's a blue dragon, which normally in all history and all studies, blue dragons have blue eyes, but its eyes are perfectly green and match yours exactly. Aww. And it and it, it looks at you and... Twinsies. I I reach out and I just kind of stroke its little head. It rubs into it like a cat. And I just kind of help it. I pull it out at the rest of its egg and I just hold this little tiny creature in my hands and I just kind of stare at it. Yeah, and it, it stares back. It's just as interested with you as you are with it. And Grayson, uh, you know, as the eighth in line, you've always felt a sense of being alone throughout your childhood, no matter the lovingness of your parents or the wealth that accompanied you growing up. But at this moment, it's one of the first times you feel seen. And this creature just connects with you. And right then, your teammates barrel through the door <laughs> and Torash is blowing fire and you see a giant dragon kind of clawing and coming its way. Arland, wh- or Valen, where did you take Ephraim when you um, teleported? <laughs> Yay. <laughs> yeah. Okay, cool. Beach party. <laughs> Beach party. Hey, can I tell that Torash is fucked from where we're at? Like, can I see that that's no, happening? No, because we're down the hill on the side of the, on the mountainside now. Yeah, outside. Yeah, this was like straight up on the top of this dome. So you're pretty far now. You probably don't feel too disoriented because you're a portal cleric. No, I'm very used to it. Uh, I think I turn to Valen and I just say... I wasn't done. I was going to get you out of there. Your friends might need help. I'm hoping they can handle themselves. But if you want to check on them, that hole's right over there. We can go check and just make sure. I start running back to where everybody <laughs> so, is. I mean, we, come, we come back up to the top of the hill then. <laughs> to make sure that they're out of the hole. Yeah. You all peek in. There's no one left in that room. Not even the dragon. You all three run into the room. I'm assuming Torash said he was going to try to slam the door shut, correct? Yes. On this dragon. Yeah, you you were able to slam it shut, and you just hear. But then you guys all look. I don't even think Grayson noticed you run in. You see Grayson looking at a tiny blue dragon, and they're just making eye contact. Temple will fucking pick up Grayson. Like, full on. (laughs) 
He floats pretty good too, so that next room should be fine. Nothing yes. floats. Like a fucking with grace and just like. Uh, actually, I have a, I have a plan with that, but it might require some like negotiating with the DM. Um, picking up Grayson, probably seeing that um, Grayson's like transfixed. Um, I want to spend a key point to do Step of the Wind. Um, so you can spend one key point to take the disadvantage or dash action as a bonus action on your turn, and your jump distance is doubled for that turn, but I have a passenger. So I'm wondering if I, like, maybe it's just the normal jump distance, but I get to, like, cross this watery room? Yeah, I'll let that happen, absolutely. Sweet. Okay, so yeah, I, um, uh, see Grayson... Uh, I think he, you know, kind of claps his hands, um, spreads his hands apart, and you see kind of key flow uh, from his fingertips. He scoops up Grayson and just like fucking <laughs> like lightning clap dashes across the uh, the pond. I think he probably does one good like foot step on the water, crosses, Hell and, yeah. and just like cool. probably I think probably trips and falls because he's never done that with a person in his arms, and both splash into the next room. Hopefully waking Grayson up. <laughs> you bound across, you make it. Torash six. You look at each other. What do you say do? Let's go for a swim. And I just run, attempt to run across or swim across. Six swims. Both of you roll a constitution saving throw. Oh. Fuck. Oh, saving throw. Would that be... That wouldn't be considered a ability check, right? I don't believe so with uh, exhaustion. Nah, saves okay. don't count for exhaustion on first level. Six rolled a 21. Holy shit, six. Nice. Six. Uh, Taurus rolled a 15. Yeah, you're swimming and you feel the water ripple kind of moving and the dragon's head pops up. There was a secret door, but you guys didn't roll investigation um, and it's in the water coming towards you. Jesus. Uh Grayson Grayson sees this, right? Yeah. Okay. Grayson finally kind of snapped me out of the stupor of having this dragon and feels just like an innate need to A, protect this infant and also his friends. You said the F word again. Oh my God. (laughs) In a a moment of terrible, terrible inspiration, Grayson puts the little dragon on his shoulder, pulls down his sleeve to look at the demon tattoo, and says, I know you're watching, you fuck. Come help us. Save us from the dragon. You'll get another favor from me. Holy shit! Oh, shit. Oh, God. Demon You hear <laughs> of Tariff's voice all surrounding you. And I feel like Val and Pants and Ephraim are running down this hill towards the entrance of the, the cave. They also hear it. Oh, shit. And all of you feel a warmth tingle through you. And <gasps> you're all of a sudden at the ripple. You're uh, at your ship. Oh, what? And shit. that all of us? is where we're going to stop. Guys, oh, I, I could have done that. I could have done that for us. You could have asked a cleric for help, and instead you asked a demon. Thank you again so much, Tanner, for joining us for our adventure. Uh, We're already so, so excited to record the next episode. And if you want to go ahead and give just a little bit about yourself so people can check out your amazing show. 
Yeah, thank you. Uh, I, so I DM for a uh, actual play podcast called Foes and Fables. Uh, by the time that this is out, our campaign one will be wrapped. So if anyone's in the mood to uh, uh, binge something from beginning to end, uh, there'll be 16 episodes of campaign one Evergreen. It's set in the real world in my hometown of Spokane, Washington, and follows four high schoolers discovering the hidden world of magic. And uh, we're really proud of it. We're super excited for new things to come out. And uh, yeah, if you like if you like D&D, if you like Dungeon Boys, hopefully you'll like us too. And again, thank you all so much for having me. It's been super fun. And I can't wait to open more portals next time. Yeah. Thanks, That's Tanner. Go listen to his show or I'll fucking fucking hunt you down (laughs) and I'll climb up inside your ears and you'll never be able to get rid of me. (laughs) (laughs) Justine, you can choose to leave this in or not leave this in, but this is a PSA from Anthony, the guy who plays Grayson Cato. Um, This is not me being funny or ironic. I do not want to see any kind of weird and SFW fan art of Grayson. I really don't. It's going to bum me out. Oh, no. The rest of us. Oh, I'll make it happen. Oh, you fucker. You can't ask for it because then it's going to happen. I'll make sure it happens. I'll pay good money for that. I will tank this goddamn podcast so fucking fast. Anthony, you already, the thing you need to understand is that it's the internet. You already know the rules. Rule 34, man. It's on the list. Don't kink shame. You can't stop me.